With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Big and Fruity. A podcast for people who like a glass of wine. Sit back, relax. Pour a glass of your favorite wine and join our host, Mr. Dave A.C., for the next hour while we enjoy some nice wine. And here he is now, a man who likes a good glass of red wine, your host, Mr. Dave A.C. Thank you, Ian. As always, you put me in that lovely, relaxed mood. Can you believe it? Although I suppose the people that uh, have to, unfortunately, still go to work every day probably can believe that it's only Tuesday night with the rest of the week to go before they get to the weekend. And perhaps the derelict, they can enjoy a casual drink. So... With the very greatest of sympathy and with apologies to those who uh, perhaps have to have an early night midweek and uh, may be unable to enjoy uh, a glass of wine for a couple of more days yet until we enter the weekend, let me welcome you to episode 38 of the Big and Fruity Wine Podcast. I'm your host, Dave A.C., and this is a weekly podcast that is done live on the TalkShoe site. Although, of course, you may be listening to it from iTunes. And if you've listened to this by accident, you've just been searching for a wine podcast to listen to, why not consider subscribing to the back catalogue? So, say, this is episode 38. So, of course, there are plenty of back catalogue ones to listen to. Okay, a little bit of a background for those who are finding us for the first time. Maybe some of the new listeners like uh, my new young friend, April, who's joined Naked Wines. Hello. Uh, Let me just say this. Uh, The call goes out on Tuesdays. The time on TalkShoe is shown as 5 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. But as you may be able to tell from my accent, I'm actually based in the UK, in the Manchester area of the UK, and the time here locally is just gone 10pm in the evening. And that's the time I try to pitch it to catch people returning home from work in the United States, certainly on the eastern seaboard anyway, and being not too late if we run an hour for people to stay up and listen to or indeed come up on the show live. The call ID is double one double two seven two. If there's just me in the room, which there is at the moment, which is why I've not introduced anybody else, uh, then we will just go for a little over the half an hour. 
if as in previous weeks we've had uh, people in the room uh, then we will perhaps go a little bit longer hopefully my friend Jorvik will be able to call in I can't remember what he said he might have difficulty this week uh, if he did I apologize for not remembering the exact details I do know that he was going to a beer festival and when he gets back on the show he's hoping to give us a little bit of a report whether that will be this week or an upcoming week I'm not quite sure at this moment but as always it's a wine podcast and we're here to relax and so for every one of these I managed to persuade myself to open a bottle of wine which hopefully will last me for tomorrow evening as well and this week Big and Fruity, the strap line is Big and Fruity Wine from New Zealand. Yes, I'm going to be drinking a wine from New Zealand and we're going to talk a little bit about the uh, wines of New Zealand. But I'm a little bit out of my comfort zone. So, although I may be the, uh, the best person to tell you about what I like in red wines, I'm still very much finding my feet in white wines and indeed the uh, New Zealand white wine I have for today is that it's Oyster Bay Sauvignon Blanc 2011 and it's from the Marlborough region uh, of New Zealand and uh, it's actually a bit of a breakout wine which is the reason why I chose it and I'm going to give you a little bit of a, an announcement uh, next oh before I do that, let me put up the link for the TwitPick uh, so that you can actually have a look at the bottle, although I'm sure many, many of the listeners will be aware of what this wine and bottle looks like. Of course, the title Big and Fruity implies that I nearly always drink red wine, so um, quite a change to me to be drinking a white wine. Now, I'm going to read the URL out. It's all in small case letters. So that is twitpick.com dot com forward slash nine L F one no 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 it isn't I I'm not sure whether that's a small case let me oh dearie me let me just check that with my keyboard Ah, uh, what I'm doing, uh, listeners, is that um, I'm looking to see why, um, whether that letter is in actual fact a letter or a number. So let me read it from what I put in. It's twitpick.com forward slash nine I F. S-Z-Y, and I apologize for that. So I'm going to say if you go to TwitPick and put in uh, the Big and Fruity, that will probably help you get to the main page. So I'm going to give you the, the main link to my TwitPick because I honestly can't tell you whether that is a capital I, uh, an L, or a 1. Um, so the best place to go to is twitpick.com forward slash photos forward slash Big and Fruity. Big and fruity, all one word. And you'll see it's the latest uh, picture there showing my bottle. Now, it's a white wine. So I've taken the advice advice I've been giving out, indeed, uh, 
to April as one of those people on Naked Wines. And that is, for a white wine, I have had this in the fridge, and I've taken it out of the fridge, just coming up to now half an hour ago. But prior to getting ready for this episode start, 20 minutes before, I took it out of the fridge, and I did indeed undo the screw cap that it has. It's poured out here, and I am getting some tropical and citrusy fruits uh, wafting over to me. So let's get the glass in hand and have a little bit of a smell here. And actually, I'm getting a rather unusual mixture of sort of gooseberry going into tropical fruit. <laughs> uh, sort of uh, with a slight edge of pineapple. No, 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 it's not. It's ki is it kiwi fruit? More like a kiwi fruit. So I'm getting gooseberry, kiwi fruit with a slightly citrus or uh, a slight a crisp edge. There's a very crisp edge to it. So it it smells refreshing. That's even before I've tasted it. And here we go. Now, that is ideal. It's cool, but not so chilled that there is no flavour coming. There is absolutely bags of flavour there. And I'm getting tropical fruit now. Kiwi. I'm not sure I'm getting green pepper, which is perhaps one of the ones I'm supposed to be getting. Let's see what it says on the bottle. Oyster Bay captures the special character of New Zealand's cool climate viticulture. Elegant, assertive wines with glorious fruit flavours. And on my uh, uh, wine, uh, wine on Earth little crib sheet, let me read, and I mentioned this before, about the Sauvignon Blanc grape. Typically, you're looking out for gooseberry, elderflower, citrus, tropical fruit, cut grass, grapefruit, green pepper, passion fruit, gunflint. Those are on the nose. Obviously, you don't get all of them. And um, Sauvignon Blanc from New Zealand has uh, is typically pungent aromas of tropical fruit and green pepper. So, I said before I tasted it, and in actual fact, let me have another taste. Um, this wine, by the way, I think it was £6.80. That's just coming up for 11 or $12. And actually, in fact, New Zealand wines usually seem to have a slight premium here in the UK. So I think in many shops that you will find, it will probably often be nearer to 8 or £9. So nearer to 14 or $15. Why did I say breakout wine? Well, because this was the one that got people sitting up and noticing New Zealand wines. And from my little Oz Clark pocket wine book, um, well, before I go to that, no, I will read what it says on uh, the New Zealand wine ones. And it's basically um, New Zealand. It says Sauvignon Blanc. And the where I'm reading from now is wikipedia.org forward slash wiki 
forward slash new underscore New Zealand underscore wine. And I'm on the uh, halfway down the page where it says Sauvignon Blanc Breakfast. And I will just read this a little bit. New Zealand is the home to what many wine critics consider the world's best Sauvignon Blanc. Os Clark, well-known British wine critic, in, wrote in the 1990s that New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc was arguably the best in the world. So, uh, of course, uh, there are many more different wine varietals now uh, coming out of New Zealand. And uh, before I go on to that, I'm just going to tell you some basic facts about New Zealand and then we'll talk a little bit about the wines. And um, here we go with that. And I will be occasionally taking a little sip. Always slightly difficult when it's uh, just me talking. So bear with me while I have another little taste. Lovely. Let me say, first of all, some basic facts about New Zealand itself. The capital is Wellington. Largest city, Auckland. Population, four and a half million. <laughs> By the way, that's people, not sheep. I don't know how many sheep there are. Probably something more like 20 million. Currency, of course, is the New Zealand dollar. Prime Minister since 2008 is John Key. Okay. Uh, the, one of the emblems of New Zealand, of course, is the flightless Kiwi. There are 10 major wine regions. And um, let me see if I can find a little map that I can uh, put a link into for you while uh, we talk a little bit about that one. Again, I've got so many uh, windows open here. Let's just copy that. And we'll paste that into the room for those who not, well, those who can actually use chat grabber to guide them. But I'm going to read this out. This is www.luxuryvacationsnewzealand. Sorry, luxuryvacationsnz.com forward slash images forward slash wine underscore regions underscore map uh, JPEG. And we have the regions Northland, Auckland, Gisborne, Hawke's Bay, most people will have heard of that, and Wellington, all in the North Island. And then in the South Island, we've got the Nelson, Marlborough, Canterbury, and uh, Central Otago region. So there are plenty of large areas given over to one. Of course, um, New Zealand has to uh, rely on uh, a lot of their farming and agricultural products to bring in income. And, of course, uh, New Zealand uh, is becoming one of the really key wine producers um, around the world. And I think uh, they're gaining more and more into, uh, certainly in the UK market. But I will tell a little bit of a story. I think I mentioned this before. Five, six... Eight years ago, you would go to the supermarket to buy your wine and um, the New Zealand wines would have a very steep premium on their prices to the point where which you'd be, I don't know whether you did, but I will pick up a bottle to have a closer examination of the uh, label. 
when you picked up the uh, New Zealand wine bottles, there'd often be a layer of dust on them because people have scanned along and seen, let's say, they, they like the Sauvignon Blanc, they will see them at £5, £6, £7, and then they see the New Zealand ones at £9, £10, £11, and they don't pick them up to examine them, um, which is a shame, but they do seem to have had that price premium. Uh, when I bought this particular one, um, in actual fact, I bought it from uh, Morrison's here in the UK. Um, it, oh, did I? No, I didn't. I bought this from Asda. It's the wine for next week I bought from Morrison's. More about that later. Um, they, they actually literally had uh, three white wines from New Zealand and they had only, would you believe, two reds in and that was uh, two Pinot Noirs. Uh, but that's not the wine I've got for next week. Okay, so let me go on a little bit and uh, we're sticking with the wine before we talk a little bit more about New Zealand what I'm going to do is uh, mention now the wine I'm going to be drinking next week just in case you want to drink along with me the wine is indeed that wine from Morrison's and it is a red I thought since I'm drinking uh, a white wine from New Zealand this week I will drink a red wine next week, although the topic will not be on New Zealand wine. And it is East Coast Leading Light Merlot 2010 and it is from the Morrison supermarket where I bought it from and it is in actual fact a £9 wine £8.99 so I will be drinking a New Zealand Merlot 12.5% by volume, which just reminds me, of course, I didn't tell you what the Oyster Bay one was, did I? The Oyster Bay is 13% by volume. And that brings me a nice segue into next week as well, because next week we'll be talking about this push in Scotland here in the uh, UK for bringing in a minimum price for alcohol of 50p per alcoholic unit and we'll be talking a little bit next week about whether that might be a good thing or a bad thing or if anybody has strong opinions upon that and certainly if you are a uh, member of the Facebook page uh, you could certainly put um, a question in about that difficult to read the Facebook page to you but if you are on Facebook just put Big and fruity in, and you should come to the group, and you can post something about that there. If you want to go to my blog, the blog is bigandfruity.wordpress.com, and there, of course, you can send uh, a reply in. And of course, I now have the big and fruity on Google Plus, so that again, difficult one to read out. So I'm just going to put it in the room and say in Google+, Plus, if you put Big and Fruity, you will come and find the page. Now, that's not been up long, so there are not that many people uh, joined and found that one yet, but uh, there are quite a number of people on the uh, Facebook page. Okay, well, that's rather a long introduction, coming up to 20 minutes. Um, let me now dive back, as it were, into New Zealand, 
and uh, let's read a little bit about uh, some of the information from my uh, Oz Clark wine, pocketbook of wine, which I highly recommend. <clears throat> and I'm just going to read a little bit about the wine regions. Nearly 16,000 kilometres, that's 1,000 miles, separate New Zealand's northernmost wine region from the country's and the world's most southerly wine region, Central Otago. In terms of wine styles, it's useful to divide the country into two parts. The warmer climate of Hawke's Bay and one or two pockets around Auckland produce the best Cabernet Sauvignon, Merlot and Cabernet Franc, as well as increasingly good Syrah. Um, Wakahi Island, and I'm going to spell this one out because I can't pronounce it, W-A-I-H-E. E.K. Island and Hawke's Bay uh, have some of the most exciting red wine vineyards. Martinborough and uh, Warra, oh, I can't pronounce it. Of course, these are um, uh, native um, New Zealand names, I suppose. I'm going to spell it W-A-I-R-A-R-A-P-A. -A -A. I need my friend uh, from New Zealand, uh, Ian, here to to read these out, are noted for their aromatic whites, while Marlborough is the hub of the industry famous for Sauvignon Blanc, uh, but also for excellent fizz, Chardonnay, characterful reds and whites, while the central Otago produces fabulous Pinot Noir and a lot else besides. And of course, I'm not going to read any more from that book. I want you to go out and purchase yourself your own copy. But what I'm going to do now is just, again, while I take a few little sips of drinks, put in a couple of links to um, pages that I found talking about New Zealand wine. And the first one that I put in, again, I'll try and read it out. I think I might have a sip of wine. Excuse me. Mm. It's very, very refreshing. This a, a lovely summer's day picnic that would be absolutely fabulous. Mm. It's really getting my juices going. That really does get your mouth uh, expectant of a nice, I don't know, a nice salmon salad or uh, just some light picnic-y food. Okay, the link I've just put in is uh, from the decanter.com. Uh, the whole link is decanter.com forward slash wine forward slash best dash wines forward slash. And then the easiest way to put in Google is 10 best New Zealand wines. And um, decanter very usefully put a list of what they consider to be their top 10 wines. And again, I won't read them all, but um, again, half the reason because I can't pronounce some of these names. Um, there's the uh, Nudorf, Tom's Block Pinot Noir from the Nelson region, 2007. Felton Road Pinot Noir, Central Otago, 2008. Um, quite a lot of those. Um, Kennedy Point, Syrah, Wah. Hiki, 2007. Let's pick one more. Warua River, 
Risling, Marlborough, 2008. And there are 10 listed there on that page. And I'm going to go to another similar sort of list. Again, let me put the link in the room for you first. And this is asiacorrespondent.com forward slash 42345 forward slash and then it's top 10 New Zealand wineries this time. And again, I'm certainly not going to read all this. I want you to go and check these people's content. So let me just read a little bit of the opening uh, part of this uh, by uh, Peter Scudamore Smith. Uh, some of the best wines, uh, some of the best news for New Zealand winemakers in the past months has been the significant rise of exports to the USA, generally a high-value market for the Pacific Rim producers. New Zealand wine exports to the US increased by 35% to almost 30 million litres in the year to September. And that's according to the New Zealand wine grower export statistics. And one little quick note there, in a, a few weeks' time, uh, I think we're going to have an episode talking about um, the really big wine-producing groups. Not countries, but wine-producing groups. Okay, let's read on a little bit more. With a small domestic population for generations, New Zealand's agricultural producers have proven their wares to be internationally acceptable. Now with its Sauvignon Blanc and Pinot Noir. Although Sauvignon Blanc has been the pioneer variety for New Zealand exporters over the past decade, this variety's export growth has steadied during the last three years of aggressive supply and availability. And again, I don't want to read any more. I want you to go and check out uh, this person's uh, blog and read it for yourself. Let me have a little look and see if I've got any more of those links keyed up. I have indeed. Um, let me just um, go to um, the... This is actually not about New Zealand. This is about the wine I'm drinking. Just to say, it is a Tesco wine. Uh, Oyster Bay Sauvignon Blanc, Marlborough. 75 litres, um, and uh, and it says producer here, uh, Delhi Gats Wine Estate, winemaker Michael Ivanich, I think that's how you pronounce it, and um, the price, well actually there on the thing it gives the price per um, case, which is slightly differently, so... Um, let me just say that um, it is really um, one of those wines that has become synonymous, I suppose, with New Zealand wines. And I'm going to go to one more page. I'm just checking the time, as I say. With just me in the room uh, talking continuously, uh, we will not be going the full hour. Apologies for that. But uh, let me just read here the link. This is a very simple one to read out. www.nzwine.com Yes, this is New Zealand Wines homepage. There's a very useful and simple map of New Zealand uh, with the, um, the major regions showing you where they are located. And it talks about the wineries, the wine styles, events, wine talk, gallery, sustainability, 
what's this? Pino 2013. Let me just read what that says. I haven't clicked on that link. Let me just read this bit. This is www.nzwine.com forward slash Pino dash 2003. New depths, new characters, New Zealand. That's a good strap line, isn't it? Um, held only once every three years and described as one of the world's most impressive wine events, Pinot Noir New Zealand is happening again from the 28th to the 31st of January 2013 on the Wellington waterfront. Without doubt, this is the place to be in the wine world at that time. The event brings together the who's who of New Zealand Pinot Noir, over 112 different producers showing over 300 different wines. It's a place you'll find the winemakers who rarely venture from their vineyards. The wines, too, are rare to find on the shelf. The characters who define the Pinot Noir landscape and the conversations that you'll find yourself referring to over the next three years. This time the focus is on regionality, and then I'll stop reading at that point. So, um, and by the way, if you want to read more about um, uh, that, uh, you want to follow a little bit more, there is a Twitter account, at, and that's at Pinot Noir NZ. So no doubt you'll find all about Pinot Noir uh, news there. Okay, I'm just going to go very briefly along my little line of links as we come up to almost the 30-minute mark. Um, oh, yes, <laughs> there was one thing that I uh, just wanted to say. I've had another nice delivery, well, hope it's nice, of wines from Naked Wines. Uh, this time I've gone a little bit daring because they have this wine that if you bought it early, you got quite a massive 35% of, I think, um, but it's uh, Domaine d'Angels, A-N-G-E-S, 2008. Um, let me just uh, find out. This is from the south of France. Uh, a red wine handcrafted at the Domaine d'Angels, a small, beautiful hillside vineyard in the south of France, a nose of raspberries and cherries with a hint of cranberries, followed by a full rich palette of berry fruit and chocolate and a powerful velvety finish. It goes well with meat dishes. Now, I really am hoping to look forward to that. Um, the URL, I will put the URL in the room. Find it, David. There it goes. And the simple one is to put in www, and this next bit is all one word, D-O-M-A-I-N-E-D-S-N-A-N-G-E-S. And the reason why I was brave, because I've got six wines, all identical. So hopefully if I like the first... I'll have five more bottles to enjoy. But it definitely seemed, from what I said, the style of wine I like. And I'm hoping to enjoy those uh, paced out over the upcoming months. Okay, with that, I think we will draw a line on today's show. Um, let me just say that next week, remember, if you have a mind to, I will be drinking 
a wire from Morrison's here in the UK, and that is, let me get the full name, East Coast Leading Light, New Zealand Merlot, 2010, 12.5%. It's around nine UK pounds. And the topic of conversation will be on the latest push up in Scotland to fix a minimum price per unit of alcohol. The idea being to discourage binge drinkers. And we're going to be discussing whether that is a good or a bad thing. So that's Dave AC thanking you for listening to episode 38 of the Big and Fruity Wine podcast. And remember, you can catch up on Facebook, Google Plus, or bigandfruity.wordpress.com, and my Twitter is bigandfruity, all one word. And with that, we're going to find the uh, jazz outro. And, uh, oh, before we do that, I had it keyed up just in case I wanted to play it, so I'll play it now a little bit, just in case you don't know what it sounds like, of the New Zealand National Anthem. And we'll stop it there. Yes, uh, catch you next time on Big and Fruity. Bye, all. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.